Welcome to Learned Lag, a podcast about yesterday's Learned League questions and answers. I'm George. And I'm Amanda. George and I are both in Zephyr A. This is season 24 for me and season 28 for George. This is day four of season 96. The first question asks us, what, uh, what is the second word in the former name of Tyson's, a place in Northern Virginia? Yeah, so um, luckily enough, I lived in Northern Virginia for a few years uh, early in my public health career. And uh, so I knew that this was either Tyson's Corner or Corners. And honestly, I couldn't, you know, for the life of me, land on either one of those. And it might be partly because I'm a Michigander and we're supposed to append S's and apostrophe S's to everything. Mm -hmm. Um, But I ended up putting down Corners, plural. um, And, you know, just sort of hoping for the best. Partly I was thinking of, I think uh, I may have conflated it a little bit. There's an area kind of out that same way in Virginia that's like the Seven Corners area, like an intersection where there's this mm-hmm. weird spoke-like, um, you know, crossing of several streets. Um, and so I think that actually does have the S on the end. Um, but, you know, in any case... Uh, I thought the safer bet was to go with corners, just in case. Reasonable. Uh, the reason I know this is my company is headquartered there. Oh, well, there you go. Um, I, I Although uh, I hadn't realized that it was just named Tyson's. Mm. Um, I feel like they, they moved the, the headquarters there from a place in Maryland, suburb of D.C. Okay. Uh, I feel like, like 2019 thereabouts... Like kind of before the pa- the pandemic, because mm. just a couple of months before the pandemic, we went to the headquarters in Maryland. Okay. Um, and they kind of moved during the pandemic, you know, while everybody was working from home. They just kind of decided, okay, we're going to be in this other place now. Ah. Uh, and I knew that they had called it Tyson's Corner uh, originally. And I realized after I read this question and answered it that now that I think about it, they've just been referring to Tyson's. Re- more recently i i think i just kind of accepted that they were alighting that just because you know why say all four syllables sure you say tyson's people know what you're talking about yeah because they know that the headquarters is in tyson's corner so i said corner and figured okay i guess this must be a more important place than <laughs> i thought it was because that was the only reference i had was the fact that my company happens to be headquartered there yeah, I, that is the correct answer, corner, and I, I don't either know what the, yeah. you know, significance of this would be beyond it's a funny, quirky name in mm. general. Um, and as we've discussed, you know, hopefully the answer with, of corners with the S on the end should be read as correct. Should be, Because um, pluralization is not supposed to matter. Mm-hmm. So um, here's hoping. Question two asks us for uh, a capital city that the Emperor of Japan moved everything to in 794 Common Era and is associated with a flourishing of cultural uh, output like poetry and literature. So uh, it says that city is now is located in present day Kyoto. Right. Which means it's not Tokyo, Mm -hmm. which means it's not Edo or Edo or however that's pronounced. So that pretty much took away my th- my three capitals of Japan uh, <laughs> answers. Yeah. Uh, so I just sort of had to 
think, okay, well, what was another period of Japanese history? Well, there was Meiji, the Restoration, oh, yeah. but that was much okay. later than 1185. Mm-hmm. So it's mm-hmm. not that. So I thought, well, maybe it's something that's kind of similar to that. And for some reason, the word shoji popped into my head. Hmm. Uh, and I don't know why, but for lack of anything else, I figured, okay, we'll go with shoji. See, I had even less memory of the the Kyoto Tokyo Edo relationship. Um, I, I or, or rather, I recalled there was a vague relationship between uh, those uh, entities, I guess. And so I put down Edo because that was I, I thought there there was an Edo period of Japanese history, mm. um, but perhaps there wasn't. It's not this one. Or I'm confusing it with something else because I really don't know that much about it. Reasonable. So I put down Edo. Okay. It was Heian. Okay. So, yeah. Oh, well. not. Yep. Wasn't gonna. Question three asks us, uh, what character in The Wizard of Oz did Billy Burke play? Well, and specifically asks about the top build actors mm-hmm. in the movie, um, who all played multiple roles except one of them. And so I had to think about all of the different, you know, sort of dual roles of Dorothy's family members who also played the Cowardly Lion mm-hmm. and the mm-hmm. Tin Woodsman and so on. Um, and, you know, down to uh, Miss Gulch being the same as the Wicked Witch. Right. So I thought to myself, well, Auntie M was not in Oz, in as you know some other uh character so i considered that but then i thought this whole thing about the top build actors and if you think about the movie poster that you may have seen for the wizard of oz um from from way back when you know the characters you see are the one or dorothy mm-hmm. the the character she goes to oz with the wicked witch and glinda okay and i was like was Glinda actually Auntie M? Was I supposed to remember that? I thought, no, I don't think so. I think she was just her own uh, character only in Oz that was not present back in Kansas. Um, and I thought I can picture her on the poster in her beautiful crown and pink dress and so on. Um, and so I thought, I think that it must be Glinda the Good Witch. Um, and so just with that in my head, I went ahead and put down Glinda, just to keep it simple. Uh, solid logic there. Uh, I just kind of figured that all of the, uh, uh, well, I figured that all of the non-munchkins uh, mm. were duplicated, uh, as you say, in Dorothy's family and the like. Mm-hmm. So I focused in on them and thought, oh. well, Billy could be a man's name as well, even with the spelling. Uh, so True. I thought maybe that was the mayor of Munchkinville, ah. uh, Munchkinland. Munchkin so yeah, I that was all I could really come up with, just because I I had dismissed all of the uh, tall characters. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I thought about that too, and um, and and it it was only that top build notation that uh, made me think of it. But Glinda was the correct answer. Um, it is a like that the top build thing kind of like on the one hand it kind of pins the question but also what defines top build 
mm-hmm. I feel like that might be a little bit, a little bit rough uh, mm-hmm. as well. So it makes makes that question play hard. Mm-hmm. Um, question four, uh, by contrast, gives a sort of uh, several sets of last names and first names of entrepreneurial duos and asks what the first names are of the ones of the last names Cohen and Greenfield. Uh, this just immediately popped to me as Ben and Jerry. Mm-hmm. Um, I read the question a few times just to make sure I wasn't missing any part of it that would have contraindicated those. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I remembered that Ben Cohen and Jerry Greenfield, that I didn't specifically remember it, but that sounded correct. Yeah. Uh, from what I remembered of reading about them over the years as I have every now and then. Mm-hmm. So I said Ben and Jerry. Yeah, I did the same. Um, I really didn't consider any other options because I just, it sounded right. Um, I'm sure I've read about them, you know, in bits of their history and so on at, at different times. So, uh, in fact, I think I used to have, and I'm not sure where it went. Didn't you get me like a, a Ben and Jerry's ice cream recipe book or something like that? Doesn't ring a bell, but okay. I might have. Um, yeah, I... There are a couple of those that, that went missing. I'm not sure where. Anyway, um, I, you know, I just know enough about this kind of thing. Uh, it being a food and drink question sort of stealthily, even though it's probably going to be in the business econ uh, category. And so I put Ben and Jerry or Ben comma Jerry down without much of a second thought. And that was correct. Question five asks us, uh, other than Detroit, what was the other U.S. city that was one of the centers of America's pop and soul music in the 1970s in particular? Right. Um, so I've kind of always, uh, well, I've often, I should say, heard uh, the Motown sound kind of compared and contrasted with the Philadelphia sound. Mm. Um, and I like there aren't that many other uh cities that are kind of in this particular category like i don't know what like what would the new york sound of soul be i don't know um it's it's not quite as definitive or distinct i guess as these two um so i was pretty sure out of the gate that this was philadelphia um i I thought briefly about you know again like what it like what's the chicago sound like but i'm thinking maybe that applies more to blues or Mm r&b um and so if there is such a thing, I may maybe kind of halfway making that up. Anyway, I know there's a Philadelphia sound and I know that it was kind of, you know, in um, parallel or or um, in comparability mm-hmm. um, with the Motown sound. So I put down Philadelphia. Good, good logic again. I don't have that. Uh, I don't know that. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't recall that. Uh, in retrospect, the song Motown Philly might have <laughs> uh, might have clued me in on that, but right. I didn't just didn't think of it and didn't. I, I might have dismissed it. I'm not sure. Okay. Uh, I, I figured something more southern. Mm. Uh, so I thought, well, not Nashville, obviously, but okay. I thought maybe Memphis. Mm. Uh, kind of for the same. Thought, I mean, it's yeah. a you know, it's a historically, it's a very musical city. Oh yeah. Uh, has a lot of influence in various genres, and it could easily have. You know, had a uh, a lower rise in in the seventies for soul, 
So sure. sure, I'll go with Memphis. Yeah, and I think in that same vein, like the Memphis sound, I think there mm-hmm. is probably a Memphis sound. Uh, maybe not in this genre, but somewhere in music. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the correct answer was Philadelphia. Well done. Well, thank you. Uh, and finally, uh, our last question is a math question that I have absolutely no quibbles with. <laughs> I just want to put that out there, that there will be no rants about math questions, because this is a perfectly acceptable math question, asking us about uh, an operator or an expression that basically is the percent symbol kind of in place of a division symbol, and it's uh, a way of kind of expressing um, something with a remainder, and it comes from the Latin word for a small measure. Uh, I don't know why I know this. It's modulo. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I checked because I knew this had been a, a question before, oh. not with this exact setup, but one okay. where the answer was modulo, and it was kind of the same, like, okay, that's you know, remainder or however you express it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was in season 81, 15 seasons ago. Okay. I would have thought it was more recent, but there you mm. have it. I guess All that right. was, that would have been slightly pre-pandemic. Maybe that's why it kind of locked into my head. But yeah, it's just, this is, this is modulo and I don't really understand like the, the precise <laughs> usage of it. I guess I could, wow. I could plug it in with other numbers having seen it right here, but then it just flees my mind again. And I just know it's kind of vaguely remaindery. Okay. And if a question comes up that says, you know, what kind of uh, means the same as remainder or is used, you know, in mathematical equations or speak or whatever, uh, that's modulo. I'll just go with that. Okay. So this is one where it, I didn't um, have an idea about it right out of, you know, reading the question. Um, and so I really, this one is the one I pondered and pondered uh, for the longest time today, uh, you know, read the questions early in the morning. And then on my, you know, uh, walking to the bus stop and take, you know, doing my own morning walk after that, um, I just kept kind of batting it around in my head and trying to think of like, you know, the Latin part of it um where i'm thinking a small measure well small could be like mini or micro or um you know all these things like all these different prefixes i was trying to um draw out and you know what would be the small measure was that like a meter is that is like a millimeter is it like you know trying to to paste these things together that um just really would not go um and so I had just about finished up the morning walk and kind of out of nowhere, because it was one of those background processing circuits that, that wouldn't, you know, come to the surface until it, the signal strengthened or whatever it does. Um, it modulo just kind of popped into my head. Um, and, you know, just from having this rolling around in there for long enough, I guess, and I thought, that kind of sounds right because you talk about something being like, you know, in the case of the equation here, it would be like the solution would be two mod one or something like that. Mm-hmm. I, I don't really recall how the operator or, or expression works exactly. Um, but I was like, yeah, I think that's something to do with the remainder. Um, does it fit this definition of a small measure? Well, yeah, kind of like a module of something is like a component of it. It's not, you know, the whole thing, 
it's a piece. And so I thought, I guess that could be a small measure of something is, is a module. Um, and so I thought, well, I know it's a math term and I, I won't feel too stupid, you know, submitting it even if I get it wrong. So let's try modulo. And that was correct. How about that? Right, well done. Oh, happy day. So you got five, five right? on the day. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Assuming three. corner and corners is not a problem. Eh, probably should be. Um, so, but yeah, I, you know, many of our friends uh, have definitely had a bit of a tough time with this day, um, <laughs> as I recall. As did I. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, some days are like that. Um, and so I'm, I'm relatively pleased with that. I, I would never have gotten to the Japanese history one. Um, so yeah, glad for a leave it all on the field day that, that I feel like is certainly, it's certainly my best day of the, the season so far. Mm -hmm. Um, so gotta be happy with that, I guess. Yeah, that would be, I guess we can trade places at the bottom A rondel again. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm, I am 28th today, having oh. lost all three in a row. I was 28th yesterday, and mm. will be tomorrow. Oh, boy. Probably. You never know. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. Any good match day <laughs> could be different. Um, but, uh, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm, I was pleased to, to pull a couple of these that I didn't kind of uh, get at first glance. So, uh, best I can expect. Well, that's it for today. Tune in tomorrow for more post-game analysis. And remember, don't forfeit. Don't cheat. <laughs>